A big welcome back, everyone, to the Evidence-Based Hair Podcast. I'm dermatologist Dr. Jeff Donovan. The Evidence-Based Hair Podcast was produced by the Donovan Hair Academy. It was created for hair loss practitioners, as well as all those who wish to dive in to the fascinating and ever-changing world of hair loss. Each week I review studies that are changing how we think about hair loss. I'll introduce them to you, help you make sense of them, and give you my thoughts on how a given study just might change how we diagnose or treat hair loss. Today it's my great pleasure to review with you a number of studies pertaining to how COVID-19 infection can trigger autoimmune diseases. We'll begin by a nice study by Chang and colleagues in eClinical Medicine. February 2023, the authors set out to determine if COVID infection can increase the risk of autoimmune disease. They compared some 900,000 patients with 3 million controls and showed that COVID infection indeed increases the risk of many autoimmune diseases. We'll, we'll take a look at that together. Then we'll take a look at a study by Tesh and colleagues in clinical rheumatology, October 2023. The authors here again set out to see if COVID infection can increase the risk of autoimmune diseases. 700,000 patients with COVID-19 were compared to three times that many controls. What was the conclusion? Well, there was a 43% higher likelihood of acquiring autoimmune disease within the first 15 months of COVID infection. We'll take a look at this very nice study from Germany together. Then we'll take a look at a study by Lim and colleagues in JAMA Network Open in October 2023. Again, the authors looking at whether COVID infection can increase the risk of autoimmune disease. 350,000 patients with COVID compared to 6 million controls. What was the conclusion? Well, COVID infection increases the risk of autoimmune disease, including autoimmune diseases like alopecia areata and alopecia totalis. We'll take a look at these nice studies together. The references for all of these studies are in the show notes that accompany this episode. And before we dive into the episode, let me remind you that the Evidence-Based Hair podcast was created for educational purposes and shouldn't be considered a substitute for medical advice. So let's talk about this really fascinating topic, the relationship between autoimmunity and infection. It's long been appreciated that viral infections have the potential to trigger autoimmune diseases, especially in those that have some sort of genetic predisposition. Now, we don't understand this phenomenon in its entirety, but it's thought that when you get infected by a virus or a bacteria, that the immune system goes after that bacteria or virus, attacking certain antigens and epitopes. And it just so happens by attacking certain parts of that virus or bacteria that the immune system cross-reacts with parts of the human body, and that triggers autoimmune diseases. And cytomegalovirus and EBV, Epstein-Barr virus, are well-known examples of viruses that are linked autoimmune diseases. So we begin by the study by Chang and colleagues in eClinical Medicine, February 2023, titled Risk of Autoimmune Diseases in Patients with COVID-19, a Retrospective Cohort Study. 
So here the authors set out to determine if COVID infection increases the risk of autoimmune disease, and they did that by comparing almost 900,000 cases of PCR-positive COVID-infected patients with about 3 million controls who didn't have COVID-19. And they evaluated patients between January 2020 and December 31st, 2021. And they did not include patients who received COVID vaccination to make it a little cleaner study so that the interpretation could be a little bit clearer. And after matching these cases of COVID infection patients with controls, the authors showed that the COVID-19 cohort had a higher risk of developing autoimmune diseases. This included a threefold increased risk of rheumatoid arthritis, ankylosing spondylitis, systemic lupus erythematosus, mixed connective tissue disease, polymyalgia rheumatica, psoriasis, a 2.5-fold increased risk of psoriasis, systemic sclerosis, celiac disease, type 1 diabetes, a two-fold increased risk of dermatomyositis, vasculitis, inflammatory bowel disease, and so a really nice study setting the stage for the next two studies that I'll review with you. But the Chang et al. study really reminds us that COVID infection can trigger autoimmune disease. And the risk is not insignificant. So Tesh and colleagues from Germany set out to again look at this relationship between COVID infection and autoimmune disease. Their study in clinical rheumatology titled Incident Autoimmune Diseases in Association with SARS-CoV-2 Infection, a Matched Cohort Study. So the findings here in Tesh et al. are similar to the Chang et al. study, namely that patients with COVID-19 are at increased risk to develop autoimmune diseases. So here the authors matched 641,000 patients with COVID in a one-to-three manner with control patients who didn't have COVID. And they found a 43% higher likelihood of acquiring an autoimmune disease in the first 15 months of infection with COVID-19. So an increased risk of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, psoriasis, rheumatoid arthritis, Sjogren's, sarcoidosis, a 1.3-fold increased risk of alopecia areata, 1.3-fold increased risk of vitiligo. The vascular-related autoimmune diseases had significant risk 2.4-fold increased risk of Bechet's, 2.5-fold increased risk of Wegener's, 1.5-fold increased risk of temporal arteritis. And remember, COVID is a particularly vascular virus, which can affect blood vessels. And so within a very short time of COVID infection, patients are having significantly increased risk of autoimmune diseases. And the authors here point to a risk particularly for these vascular autoimmune diseases like Bechet's and Wagner's. I was very interested in that study to see that increased risk of alopecia areata, 1.3-fold increased risk. And so finally, we come to Limit Al, JAMA Network Open in October 2023. Title, Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Connective Tissue Disorders Following COVID-19. Again, a study looking at the risk between COVID infection 
and the subsequent risk to develop autoimmune and autoinflammatory diseases. This is a study from Korea. So the authors performed a retrospective study using a nationwide database, again including patients with COVID-19 compared to controls without COVID-19. 350,000 individuals with COVID-19 were compared to controls, some 6 million controls. Mean age of patients here was 52 years. A number of autoimmune diseases were increased by COVID-19, but I was particularly interested in their data on alopecia areata and alopecia totalis, where there was a 1.12-fold increased risk of alopecia areata if you had COVID-19, and a 1.75-fold increased risk of alopecia totalis. But many autoimmune diseases were increased, just like in the Chang et al. study and the Tesh et al. study, an increased risk of ankyovasculitis, 2.76-fold increased risk, 1.68-fold risk of Crohn's disease, and a 1.6-fold increased risk of sarcoidosis. But let's take a look at the alopecia areata data. I was really intrigued by this. The authors did a a very good job outlining some of the key aspects of alopecia areata and alopecia totalis. And many studies have suggested there's this risk between COVID infection and alopecia areata. The Teshadel study suggested a 1.3-fold increased risk. And here we have Limit L suggesting a 1.1-fold increased risk of alopecia areata, but a 1.8-fold increased risk of alopecia totalis. But when we look at the data specifically looking at the relationship between COVID infection and alopecia areata according to gender, age, severity of COVID infection, and vaccination, we find some really interesting data that I'd like to share with you. So when data was interested, when data was interpreted according to gender, the author showed that both males and females with COVID had an increased risk of developing alopecia totalis when the data was analyzed according to age, patients with COVID-19 over the age of 40 had a particularly increased risk of developing alopecia areata and totalis. And when data was analyzed according to severity of infection, patients with COVID that were in the ICU had a much higher risk of developing alopecia totalis compared to patients that didn't go to the ICU. And the vaccination data was really fascinating. We don't really have good data regarding whether vaccination can reduce the chances of alopecia areata in patients with COVID infection. There's data out there suggesting that some vaccines can trigger alopecia areata. But here, patients that were vaccinated had a lower risk to develop alopecia areata. And those who had more complete vaccinations had an even lower risk. And patients that were not vaccinated at all had a 33% higher risk of developing alopecia areata and an even higher risk to develop alopecia totalis. So it's an interesting study, again, pointing to this relationship between COVID infection and autoimmunity. Patients with COVID infection are at increased risk to develop autoimmune diseases. The risk for alopecia totalis was increased in those with severe COVID. It was increased in those over the age of 40. And it was increased in those that were not vaccinated. 
So it's not clear why patients with COVID infection develop autoimmune diseases. There's lots of hypotheses. Of course, it's thought that autoantibodies to SARS-CoV-2 epitopes cross-react with tissue antigens in the human body and set off these autoimmune diseases. In subsequent episodes of the Evidence-Based Hair podcast, we'll take a look at this topic in a little bit more depth. It's also proposed that when you get infected by COVID-19, you get this cytokine, cytokine storm with the body producing massive amounts of interleukin-1 and interleukin-6 to try to stop the virus, and IL-1 and IL-6 trigger autoimmune reactions. The study here by Lim and colleagues suggests that patients that are vaccinated reduce their risk of developing alopecia areata. And if you're not vaccinated, you have a markedly increased risk of developing alopecia totalis. That's really fascinating data. One-of-a-kind data. We don't have that data in the literature so far. But how do we explain the fact that some patients who receive COVID vaccines actually develop alopecia areata? So here, Limadel suggests that if you get vaccinated, you reduce your risk of alopecia areata. How do we we tie that together or reconcile that with the the concept that some patients develop alopecia with COVID vaccines. Well, we'll come back to this topic in next week's episode. As soon as the pandemic developed and as soon as vaccines came out in December 2020, we started talking about this relationship between COVID vaccines and development of alopecia areata, and we've reviewed many studies in our evidence-based hair podcast that have outlined that some patients are developing alopecia areata from COVID vaccines. In a very nice systematic review published in the Journal of Cutaneous Medicine and Surgery by by Pastakova, this year outlines this subject for us. Do check it out, titled Alopecia Areata as a Sequela of COVID Vaccination. So we have data suggesting that COVID vaccines may reduce the risk of developing alopecia areata. We have some data suggesting that COVID vaccines may cause alopecia areata. What a confusing literature that is there, but clearly there's some sort of genetic predisposition and we'll come back to this in next week's episode and talk more about it. But I think it's important to appreciate that some patients are protected from alopecia areata by vaccines, and some patients develop alopecia areata from vaccines. So that's it for this week. We reviewed three really nice studies teaching us that COVID infection increases the risk of autoimmune diseases. Chang et al., taught us that COVID increases the risk of many autoimmune diseases in their study of 900,000 COVID patients and 3 million controls. Teshadel taught us the same thing. 700,000 COVID infection infected patients, teaching us that there's a 43% increased likelihood of developing an autoimmune disease in the first 15 months of being infected. And Limadel from Korea taught us that COVID infection increases the risk of autoimmune disease. 
in their study of some 350,000 COVID infection infected patients. An increased risk of both alopecia areata and alopecia totalis. So I really like these particular studies. I think they're very valuable to our literature and set the stage for further studies. So next week, we'll be back talking about COVID vaccines and how they can cause alopecia areata in some cases. And we'll review two fascinating studies. And I'll put these two studies in the show notes if you'd like to get a head start. To connect with our office or to learn more about our training programs at the Donovan Hair Academy, you can email us at info at donovanhairacademy.com. And for those of you who are interested in joining me for the 2024-2025 Evidence-Based Hair Fellowship Training Program, we are just one week away from the deadline to apply. Contact us at info at donovanhairacademy.com for more information. You can connect with us on Twitter, now X, Facebook, Instagram, using the Donovan Medical Handle. We're open 24 hours a day. The DonovanMedical.com website has lots of great articles, a decade worth of great stuff. You can subscribe to our blogs to stay up to date on the world of hair loss as it happens. Emails get sent to your inbox as soon as something new gets published on the website. Our question of the week is also a great way to think about hair loss problems in ways you might not have thought about. And you can check out our upcoming webinars on the Donovan Medical website. I'll say goodbye for now. Thanks so much for joining me this week. I look forward to seeing you next week for another episode of the Evidence-Based Hair Podcast.